Hey, what's going on? Welcome to The Doug Show. My name is Doug Cunnington, and we are back for another update with Ariel. How's it going today? Oh, good. Thank you, Doug. And this month, we're going to talk about uh, the February update, and it's pretty awesome. We have a little bit higher earnings. However, we have a twist coming up, and we'll, we'll get into it. We may be shifting our efforts to a different site, which will all make sense in just a few minutes. But Ariel, what's been going on this month and just, you know, personally, anything exciting happening before we get into the next site? Exciting. No, not really. Homeschooling, kids are doing well and um, yeah, just focused on my sites really. Perfect. Okay. So if people haven't caught up for some of the previous updates, there's a couple of them out there and we're going to be tracking along each month. And this is the like I said, the February update. So how were earnings and traffic this month? This month has gone really well. The earnings were $150, just under $150. Um, that's mainly Amazon. And then the rest was Ezoic. So lifetime earnings, just over $300. Perfect. And the earnings are up like roughly 50% or so. So some nice growth overall. Yeah. And what about traffic? Was Where did that land? Yeah, traffic's gone up. It was 4,300 last month and it's gone up to 6,000. Oh, that's page views, 6,200 this month. Okay. And that's uh, roughly another 50% if I just do some yeah. really rough math well, in my yeah. head. And if people want to check out the graphs and some of the other details, you can head over to Niche Site Project. There's a blog post associated with this, so you can dive into some of the other details. So the other piece of the puzzle that we should certainly talk about is expenses. So this stuff isn't free, especially when you're ramping up and you have been investing for a few months. So what were expenses in February? Just under $500. And that's mostly on articles, a little bit of hosting. And I bought Rank Math to do some keyword tracking. Yeah. So that's, that's it. Cool. With Rank Math is... I've, I use it as a, a free user. What kind of stuff can you get? So you mentioned keyword tracking. Is there anything else, any other functionality in the premium version? Yeah, so I've not gone through the premium version, but I wanted to get, I think I spent on content AI credits. So that's kind of, it does what, is it uh, Surfer, Surfer SEO? It does what that does and lets you go through and add all the keywords and stuff, anything that's missing, any H2s. And it takes a credit per post. So that's the new thing. Gotcha. And are you new to the tool? Have you gotten any results from it elsewhere? Or is this just brand new and you're testing it? This is brand new. I did try Surfer and I like what it has to offer, but I didn't want to keep paying that fee. So the content AI kind of does the same thing that Surfer does, optimizing the post further. So once you've done the main keyword, you can just put it in and it goes through and tells you what other people have targeted and maybe you need to add a H2 or FAQ. So it's quite cheap. I think it was $20 for 50 credits. So I thought, let me give that a try. One thing I forgot to mention, we do a little interview prep before we get started, but I know that you have been using some other tools out there and finding some more keywords. So one question that 
I get pretty often is around the kind of local results you might get if you are searching for keywords and if you need to use a VPN. So can you talk about that a little bit and what you did? Yeah, I did. I had that same issue where I'd search for something and it tells me that the results are like 30 posts a month, but that's because I'm in the UK. So I'd have to use a VPN and keywords everywhere. And then it would show me local results. I could say I'm in Atlanta or just in the US and then it would show me more accurate results. And and you, you could tell the difference immediately as soon as you started using different VPN addresses. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because it didn't show a lot of the time, it didn't actually show me that keywords were being searched for until I used the VPN. And then it's, it showed me a lot more keywords. And are you using a free VPN tool or is, is there one that you're using specifically? No, I use Strong VPN. I've had it for years just outside of keyword research. So, yeah, Strong VPN. I've forgotten how much it is, but. Okay. It's quite good. Yeah. And I think it's kind of like many of the other tools out there. I think there's a ton of them and yeah. um, it probably doesn't matter which one you use. They're probably all pretty good. So, you know, s- see what you like, see if there's yeah. a particular one that looks good to you or has a attractive pricing yeah. or something like that. Okay. The other one is answer Socrates, which is, uh, I didn't know what that was until you told me about it. So can you let people know what this tool is and how you've been using it? Yeah. Um, Chris Miles, I don't know if you know, Chris Miles, he actually told me about that the other day and uh, it's, it's similar to answer the public, but obviously answer the public's not free anymore. So answer Socrates does exactly the same thing. You put in your seed keyword and it gives you a bunch of questions and yeah, exactly the same as answer the public cool and is the interface pretty good is it do they pretty much rip off answer the public (laughs) no well it doesn't show you that answer the public shows you that chart going out showing you how popular and you can actually link answer the public with keywords everywhere so you can see the search volume but you can't do that with answer socrates but no it just shows you it in a in list format but it does separate it into how sections what and so on and so forth so it gives you a lot of stuff to go with if you're doing like topic clusters and stuff like that. Another area that you looked at was organizing the silos on your site. So can you talk about why you started to touch that? And then if, if you ran into any issues along the way? Yeah. So siloing is something I stayed away from for a while because Everywhere I looked, it seemed quite complicated trying to explain it and trying to link everything properly. And I was running into the issue where I'd um, create things that were supposed to be in my silo and then I'd link it to other parts of the site. And I was like, oh, I've I've messed this up now. So I just left it for a while. But now I've just started structuring them, just doing, doing my categories a lot different to how I would usually do it just to target like a, a main keyword and then all of the the smaller topics are linking back up to the main keyword. So to try and rank for that keyword on a page and uh, yeah, and then just building out the topic. I don't know if, if I've explained that properly. It's yeah, you did a good job. Okay. Usually it's good to look at a, an image or something like that. I have a post over on niche site project about WordPress silos. So you can have a look there and it is, it is a little difficult to figure out the architecture for your site at the very beginning. And you will make assumptions that you may have to change later. 
So it's kind of hard to do a silo in the beginning if you're kind of new, but after you yeah. have a site up and you see how your content is coming together and the kind of things that are getting traction, it kind of helps you understand where you can spend some time and say, it makes perfect sense to have a silo right here. So I was, I was actually going to ask you about when, cause rank math actually, when you change the URL on a page, Rank Math does a 301 redirect automatically. So I was wondering if there are any other like negative effects or what if it changes it, there should be no issues with Google with that URL. Yeah, technically, like you said, it should be mostly okay. I have managed those types of things manually myself and update the HT access file and put in the 301 redirect line, which I assume that's what rank math and other tools would do. They just insert that one line. Very simple. However, if you mess with your HT access file, you can actually, you could break your whole site. (laughs) Many times I've done that many times. (laughs) So you, you should have a backup if you do it and then understand like what you have to do. Always have a backup of your site and have a backup of the HT access file to roll it back. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I've learned the hard way. You get the uh, white screen of death, right? Nothing. on your (laughs) And it's, yeah, it's very scary the first time it happens, but yeah. After that, it's not that big of a deal. So. I mean, it's scary the first five times that happens, to be honest. <laughs> if you're not, if you don't have like a C panel and you have to go in SSH or yeah, all of that stuff is scary. Yeah. If you don't know what we're talking about, then probably don't do it that way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I forgot, did you ask anything else about the, the siloing or anything? No, I did actually go to your post. I think I linked to it in my last update. So no, no, I think, I think I've got, I've grasped it now. Cool. All right. So let's, let's get into the thing that we talked about pivoting. So we, we are at a spot where we're trying to figure out, should you even keep working on this site? Even though there's 50% growth over the previous month, sure, small dollar amounts, but still we're seeing nice growth, but you did some deeper investigating and I'll, I'll turn it over to you. So you had a meeting with your Ezoic account rep. What did you find? Yeah, so last time I asked you about, what's it called again? I've forgotten. Yeah, infinite. Yeah. No, oh, the, uh, is it the infinite scroll? So I, I wondered if I could bring up the EPMB in the time on page by using infinite scroll. But Ezoic said, I've forgotten the metrics that they actually use, but they said that it doesn't work with how they calculate things basically. So it wasn't, it wasn't going to help me, so it's best to take it off. So took off the infinite scroll, although it did increase my time on page. And the EPMV, are we going to talk about that now? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so the EPMV is quite low on that site, and I, I think it might be because of the industry that it's in. So that's I was really hoping that the EPMV would be at least, I don't know, $20, anything better than what it is now because of the traffic. I was hoping to utilize that. So although it's doing well with Amazon, it's a shame that I can't earn more from the visits with EPMV. And yeah, you asked me about it before with the EPMV, like, hey, I mean, it does take time to optimize and that sort of thing. But like you said, with the industry, there may not be enough demand and that just suppresses the amount that you can earn long-term. And it is, you know, it's pretty low. What, what is it? Something like $11, $12? Yeah, 
No, not at, that would be okay, I guess. Um, seven dollars, yeah, seven, seven dollars, around seven dollars. Okay, so oh, yeah. so pretty low, and even though you can make good money on the Amazon side, it will definitely be like a tougher situation to actually get the advertising revenue that you were hoping for. And I think we talked about it before. You kind of identified a set of keywords where you may not ever run out of keywords, or at least you will have thousands yeah. of keywords. But if you can't monetize it with ads, it makes it well. I don't know what you yeah, mean, right? Exactly. Because at the moment, I don't mind because it's bringing the people that come to the site for those keywords, they might end up buying something on Amazon the way it's structured. But at the same time, with regards to, you know, the long term and selling the site in the future, that limits the amount I can, you know, that, that just limits everything. Right. And I didn't, I didn't know, you know, I don't operate in every industry or anything like that. So I didn't know initially and I, I know what the site is and I was like, Hey, it seems good. Seems like this is a, a good formula, but it, you know, slowly has played out. Luckily it happened pretty quickly and you were able to talk to your account manager. So any thoughts, any frustration or anything like that, like working on this, do you feel like we wasted time? Anything no, not I don't feel like we we wasted time. If anything, I know that that method of, um, as you said, the keywords are, are endless. I know that method works. That's something that I can go back to my multiple sites eventually and and find a way to do on those. So um, where other sites that have higher EPMV, they can also benefit from that. So I've learned a lot. And also this site has earned the most on Amazon. I've not really had any Amazon sites. I've always done informational content. So to see the Amazon earnings going up consistently, I'm sure it's going to keep going up as the months go on. So it's, it's, it's going to be a decent earner. But with regards to selling it, which is what I wanted to do, I don't know where I stand with that. Okay. and. You know, speaking of just being harder to monetize, there could be fewer advertisers. However, there is a route where you potentially could find people, find companies on your own to advertise. So obviously there's companies that are creating products because they're selling them on Amazon. So there, there's a world where you could go out and do the legwork, cut out the middleman of an ad network, and then you earn more, you're in front of an audience that is potentially harder to get in front of because there's there's fewer sites because there's not as much money in it because of the industry. So yeah. it could actually be an advantage in the long run, but it does represent, I mean, the, the display ad companies earn money because they facilitate th the marketplace. But if yeah. you go directly, like there's a potentially a way that you can earn a lot more just because fewer people are in it. So do you have any thoughts on that and just like how hard that might be to do? No, I, I don't think it will, would be hard to do at all. As I said, the outreach that I have done in this industry has been really positive because I just reach out to them and, and you know, talk to them and they, they're generally really happy to have people showing interest in what they're doing and their community. So that, probably would be an avenue to explore. Yeah. This, this is what makes it tough, right? So there's another site that 
I guess site number two, you know, you're, you're blogging about all this over on your own blog and site number two is doing pretty well. And when we've exchanged some emails, we have on one hand site number seven, the site of focus is earning more. It's doing pretty good on Amazon, but the EPMV will probably be lower regardless. Yeah. You have site number two, which is doing pretty well. What did it earn in February? February, the earnings went a bit, they went down a bit. So around $800. Yeah, around $800. So it's doing pretty well. And it potentially is a good candidate to shift your focus over to. So can you talk a little bit about the site number two and maybe some of the opportunities, the pros and cons of maybe shifting over to that site? Yeah, so site number two is a site I've not touched in probably almost a year since I built it. And um, it's, yeah, it's about 16 months old and it has the potential. It doesn't have much opportunity for for physical products, so for Amazon, but it does have endless opportunity for digital products. The EPMV is quite good. It's around 35 to $40. And I have a lot of interest in the industry. So be a good one to work on. Does it have the same sort of endless keywords as the other one? I have to go digging. (laughs) It doesn't, nothing comes to mind immediately, but I've done keyword research recently, a few days ago, and I I managed to find loads of, loads more keywords where in the beginning I thought it would be quite difficult because I didn't have the keyword research skills that I have now. And so I found it quite hard to find keywords in the beginning. So yeah, I can't replicate the exact structure, but I can find more keywords. Okay. And you mentioned there's a lot of digital products, which we love. Those usually have a nice commission. Is it pretty competitive because of that? Is it a tougher industry to work in? It is quite competitive. Yeah. All right. So we're sort of at a crossroads. And I think when we started the call, I thought, hey, it's a no brainer to shift over to site two, which seems to have this high EPMV. You found more keywords, even though it's more competitive and it took you a little while to find those keywords. Where do you, where do you think we should go from here? I don't know. I have no idea. That's why I was coming to you to, to see what you thought, weighing them both out. I do like the idea of focusing on site two because of um, the potential, the EPMV. And if I can go back and improve some of those older articles, which I know can be improved and find more keywords, then it would be a really good, um, solid digital ad or display ad earner. I think so too. And like I said, it seemed like a no brainer that site two would be the way to go. But since, I mean, the the advantage with site seven is you could work directly with companies, but it is, there's a lot of work with that. And the, the way you would have to approach it is kind of random. You would have to you know, hunt down the companies, try to put together deals, and there's a lot more management in place. So there's no right answer. And the the good thing is, well, number one, I won't have to choose. You'll have to choose. But the good part is you probably can do both, but probably not at the same time. Okay. Because you'll make much more progress if you just focus on the one. 
but there's nothing right. wrong with just like letting one of them sit there and then you could come back to it in a year or something like that. And I know, I mean, a lot of people think, hey, I'm just going to work on both things, but you have a family, you have other responsibilities. There's a million things and it is extremely yeah. hard, even if you're smart and focused and really organized and productive, it's really hard to focus on two things at once. And there's absolutely no way that you can make the same amount of progress in two things in parallel yeah. as you can if you just focus on one. But you can do both, just not at the same time. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I completely agree. And I I learned that the hard way because I, I thought, oh, I'm so productive. And I am like, oh, I could, I could do this. I have like previous experience in these things, but you know, no one, no one is special in that way. Like, yeah, just, there's only so many hours in a day. There's a lot of hours, but yeah. you, you'll get stressed out and it's just too much. So I don't have to convince you. Yeah. You get it. Yeah, no, I get it now. I definitely get it now. Um, also, I'm okay with leaving site seven now because I can see it's still on its upward trajectory. So I'm okay to leave it and see what it does. I'm, I don't think I'm losing any opportunities. It's, it's got almost 300 posts on it now. So they're all still settling in Google and I can go back to the site too now with all these improvements and, and see what it can do. And hopefully the, the new articles rank faster with how, yeah, the age and interlinking. Very good. All right. So it sounds like we're we're like almost certain we'll work on site two, we'll shift our focus and pivot. And I mean, this is a good example for everyone. I mean, we try to make a plan. We try to move forward. We talked about it for a long time. And then you get new information somewhere along the way by trying things. Mm -hmm. And then you can look at real world results and figure out what you want to do. And there's nothing wrong with pivoting or looking at your, what the world's giving you. And you're like, oh, yeah. well, th this looks a little easier. Why don't we do that? So, okay. What has been working? And we're, we are talking about site seven here, but it's always good to just kind of recap what's working, what's not working. So what the Pinterest, I, I started Pinterest on, on this account, on this site a while back and I had automated pins and They've been doing really well. They're still going up. So I get around 40. I've forgotten the metrics of Pinterest, but they're doing well. So I need to go back and add some to each post. I add about five pins to each post. It's pretty easy using Canva. Just do the same template, change out the title. So that's been really, that's been working because I get visits from each, from, from the Pinterest. And then anything not worked too well, you kind of alluded to it earlier with the infinite scroll. And for people that don't know, that's when you just keep scrolling down and then new articles load at the bottom. So you, you tested that out and then you, you talk to Ezoic and it sounds yeah. like that, that's a no-go. They don't, that's not helpful. Yeah, yeah. So that's not going to work because yeah, it's not going to do do much much good for my site if it doesn't improve the earnings or anything. So it's mainly the EPMV that's not working with the site. Everything else is traffic's going up, just a disappointing EPMV. Okay, cool. So at this point, we think we're probably going to switch over to site two. It seems like the right move to keep you know pushing forward. Do you know? 
what is coming up next. So it's okay if, if you don't, but you did find some keywords. So how are we going to now shift our focus and re-engage with site two? Yeah, so the keywords are there. So just writing the articles, because the site is older, that it's not a brand new site, I did want to do some more Harrow. As I've mentioned, it's it's worked and it's a, the site's domain authority has already started coming up naturally. I've not done any link building. So it would be a good thing to be able to do link building in and yeah, just write, writing the articles and finding more keywords. Is there anything that you need to do for site seven to sort of disengage and, and roll off of it? Any any work that you need to shut down? No. So I do have writers on it, but they're concluding what's on the spreadsheet. So I'll let them finish those articles. And I think there are some people I was waiting to hear back from some of the influencers. So once I get those back, format those posts, put those up, and then, yeah, then I can leave it and just let it do what it's doing. Will the writers be able to work on that are finishing up, will they be able to work on site two or are they specific to site seven? They're not specific to site seven, but I wouldn't necessarily use them for site two, but I do have one, one of my writers is really good and is also interested in the niche of site seven because we've site two, sorry, because we have spoken before. So I'd look to move her over and just go through everything with her and probably get her to become an editor and then put them straight up. So that would be, that would be the next thing. All right. Perfect. Well, I think we covered a lot of stuff. Do you have any other questions for me? And it's okay if you don't, but maybe you thought of something along the way here. Yeah, just one. It was about the virtual assistant. I think I asked you about it last time, but do you have anything from a project management standpoint, which would make hiring a virtual assistant easier, smoother templates, just general management tools? I don't have any specific templates, I don't think. Most of the templates that I have for VAs or just freelancers in general or around content editors and writers and that sort of thing. From a general management standpoint, I what kind of VA are you looking for? Data entry, all the everything, all the little things and, and Canva. Okay. So I would probably look for, in that case, I would probably look for a general type of assistant for the data entry stuff. And yeah. on the Canva side, that could be a little tricky to get someone who can do both. For example, I have a friend who's helping me out with some thumbnails on YouTube. She's not a designer, very smart person but not a designer. And she's taken some you know, coaching from me as I'm telling her what I like. And yeah. it's just not clicking. And I, I see yeah. the thumbnails that I do and I see the ones that she does and it, she's just not getting it. And, and I'm not yeah. quite sure why. So for that, I would maybe look for, I mean, I would maybe even hire two people. Now you may be able to find someone who's sort of cross-skilled in those different areas, but on the designer side, even though Canva is such an easy tool to use and there's templates, if people if people don't have the eye or they're not paying attention, they could just be yeah. shitty looking 
um, thumbnails. Yeah. And I'm like, I, we went over this before and I'm like, how, how is this happening? So, you yeah. know, people can learn and they will take feedback. And my other VA, you know, over the series of a few months, you know, I would give feedback and she slowly improved. So people yeah. can obviously learn, but you may be able to hire someone to just do thumbnails and they can do it for much cheaper. And yeah. then you have a data entry general executive assistant type who could do, you know, can send emails, can communicate. If you need them to do some spreadsheet work, they could figure that out and just sort of cross-skilled. Yeah. So that was kind of a brain dump, but is that helpful at all? Yes and no. I was going to ask about <laughs> onlinejobs.ph because that's where I've gone. And I've I put three things that I, have you used it before? I haven't, but I literally okay. just talked to a couple people in the last couple of weeks that hired from there yeah. and they've been very yeah. happy. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's, that's mainly what I wanted um, more information on, which is just, just from a general management standpoint, like how do you manage the VA and, you know, delegating the tasks and stuff? It, it varies. One of the big things is just setting expectations properly and understanding when you first bring someone on, it's going to go slower before it'll go faster because you're going to have to train. You should get feedback back and forth. And yeah. it, it could take a little bit of time. So just, you know, be patient. Most of the time, the people are trying to do a pretty good job. And they, they may be just, like I said, one of my friends helping me out with some thumbnails is just it's not she's not picking it up she's not taking the feedback in the right way yeah and you know i'm probably gonna hire someone maybe from onlinejobs.ph to yeah. to do it because it'll be you know it's, it's very economical if you're yeah um in the u.s or in the uk or whatever so as far as delegating the work it's really good to have a job aid so i do like a written out job aid. Some people do videos and I often caution people about doing the videos okay. because if a button moves or something or someone updates a plugin and then it changes, then you have to redo the video. But if it's a written okay. document, then you can just adapt it right there. New screenshot. Yeah. It's fine. Either one's fine, but a lot of times just a written job aid will do the job. I was going to try and do, but I was going to go all out. So the screen, screen, um, record the video, um, how to do, you know, formatting the post and then put a document to go along with it step by step, just to kind of remove any room. I mean, there, there'll be errors anyway, but I want to give them more than less and then see how that goes. But well, I just struggled with, how how does the whole transaction work? Because onlinejobs.ph, they do outline it for you. Um, they make it quite simple where you say what you need and then they'll apply. You can see how much they charge per hour or what they're ex how many hours they've got, how, what they're expecting to get. So it makes it easy to find the people, but then I just struggle with the next step, which is how do you... Right. Like, yeah. Okay. So before before I get to that part, with the video, the, the other issue that people have, so write, write the job aid first, do the written portion yeah. first, then do the video. So what happens is people start recording the video and they're like, you just go over here. And then yeah. it's like, oh, wait, 
oh no, actually it's not over there. You go over here. So you end up with yeah. a video where someone like kind of didn't plan what they were going to do. And okay. it's 10 minutes long and half of it is a mistake. And they're like, no, go over here. No, go over there. So if you yeah. write it out first, your video will be much tighter. You can follow the steps. Yeah. So do them both. That's fantastic. As far as like actually delegating the work, it is a hundred percent up to you. I use Trello for most of my assignments and project management. I have another monitor up there and I have my Trello board and I have my team there. So there's a video editor, there's my executive assistant and a couple other people. So I could just say, Hey, Callie, um, assign this to someone else or Hey, Callie, do the thumbnail. This is behind blah, blah, blah. So you will have to have like the job aids in place and certain things like that. But I literally can you know, drop a comment, assign it to a person, and then they can reply back with like a thumbs up that says that they got it and they can tell me when they're done. So that's how oh, okay. I do my assignments because- do they, So do they, did, do you track the time on Trello as well? No. So no. I, at one point, I think I used some tool where, you know, people can, could track it, but one of the VAs is on Upwork, so she tracks it however she wants. And actually, I, I don't even care that much. I trust the people that are working with me. So yeah. I just, for Callie, I work with her directly and I just tell her every two weeks, tell me the number of hours and then I pay her. Okay, okay. Because so, I had somebody before that was that was not, like they were abusing the, the, the hour system on Upwork and you could see them on YouTube and, and the time had passed because <laughs> it takes like screenshot stamps yep. and you can see that nothing had been done in that time. <laughs> oh, they're, so. they're watching YouTube. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, you can hand it off however you want. If you want to have like an email trail or a paper trail, and I guess I'm, I'm older school. So I, I do want a paper trail and the convenient thing with like Trello or Asana or a similar tool is assignments are in, in a card, at least for Trello and everything, all the comments are, are tracked in there. So okay. if, if someone hops in, uh, or there's work done and I jump back in and I see, oh, video editor touched it. Someone else did this. Someone else did that. Oh, okay. I could follow along with what, who did what. And, what yeah. and, and the, the danger with emails is you don't have that vis visibility across different people, but yeah. on a tool like this, number one, I don't have emails flying around. And number two, you can see exactly what's going on with that particular assignment okay, or deliverable or whatever it is. And you'll have to sort of figure it out on your own obviously yeah. you're not doing piece of uh content that's a podcast where there's a checklist to go through but yeah. I, I do love trello is super easy to use and generally i can get someone up to speed in like 15 minutes like go watch a couple of videos and then they can understand how to use trello if and if they have questions it's easy to figure out along the way yeah okay anything else no that's it all right well we will check in with you next month. We'll start working on the other site and you have a YouTube channel. You have a blog. We'll link in the description as well as the February update that you posted over on niche site project. So thanks a lot. And we'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks for having me.
Thank you so much for listening to The Doug Show. I really do appreciate it. I mean, I'm just sitting here at my computer recording stuff, and uh, you're listening to it, and I think that's awesome. If you enjoy the show and you know someone who maybe would be interested in it, please let them know. I think it would be fantastic if you help spread the word. If you are not signed up for the Niche Site Project email list, well, you're in luck. All you have to do is go to nichesiteproject.com, click the green button, enter your name and email address, and I'll send you a bunch of cool stuff about affiliate marketing, productivity, including all my templates. If you happen to not be subscribed to this podcast, please do subscribe. And don't forget, I welcome your questions. So you could send uh, your emails to feedback at doug.show. I got that really cool domain, doug.show, that's it. So feedback at doug.show. Or I'm going to leave my voicemail number in the show notes. So all you have to do is give me a buzz, leave a voicemail, and then I'll potentially put you on the air. So looking forward to it and we'll catch you next time.